0: This episode of the Grown Life Podcast. What's up y'all and welcome to the Grown Life Podcast, where the purpose of this podcast is to give motivation to grow through life, love, and everything in between. Grown for me is an acronym that stands for God. First, renew your mind, operate in your purpose, win and never forget God in your wins. So welcome, welcome, welcome to the Grown Life Podcast. And before we even get started, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I just thank you and I praise you for who you are. I thank you for the words that you've given us to speak, God, but I'm praying that above all else that you would be seen in this and not us, God. I'm praying that you would continue to grow us and keep us in your way. I'm also praying for motivation, encouragement, and empowerment for those that are seeking your will and your purpose for them in in their life, God. All of these things I'm asking in your name, Jesus amen all right guys so today we have a special guest before we even talk about what we gonna talk about man i have a special guest and to me he only no introduction because it's my dog but i gotta give a special shout out a special introduction to my dog jordan green ellis man he's a great motivational speaker and i'm gonna let him talk about a little bit more of what he does and, and who he is bro
1: what's up man how you doing
0: I'm doing pretty good, man.
1: Man, it's, it's good to be here. I'm, I'm grateful and I'm honored uh, to be on the Grown Life podcast. You know, it is definitely um, an amazing honor to be here, definitely for life, health, and strength, and just to be able to have the opportunity um, to shed light and love um, the one that was given to us from Jesus Christ, man. So really, I do a whole lot, but um, at the end of the day, my mission in life and my purpose and uh, destiny, if you will, um, is to help inspire and prepare people for their future. Um, Because that's the greatest thing we have, right? If you have nothing to hope for, um, then that makes the life that we're living really, really gloomy at times, man. So that's what I do. I'm a speaker, I'm an inspirational speaker and an entrepreneur. I was just sharing with my dog that um, I'm finishing the manuscript for my first book. It's gonna be coming out on April the 15th. Um, And it's actually a book about Um, Going to college for free. So the title is Caps and and Gowns, All Smiles, No Frowns, and it's the keys to earning a debt-free degree, man. So um, I'm excited about that. And it's going to be something that really prepares people for the future so that they don't have to go through the woes of um, financing college on their own and even really uh, incurring so much debt to go to college. So it's going to be a beautiful thing, man. I'm excited for it.
0: Whoo, Caps and gowns, all smiles, no frowns. I'm with it, man. Yeah, I'm man. with it. Definitely with it. I'm glad that you actually writing that book, man, because I know outside of the topic you're going to discuss, man, I know that is really, really important because money management for college students, a lot of college students just incur debt um, yeah, man they don't know how to manage their money. Yeah, real man. For real, for like, real. Them refund checks come back in and they'll be putting it away.
1: Listen, Woo! listen. The, the student loan what? industry is a $1.5 trillion dollar industry. And they're never going to stop. Why? Yeah. Because people keep taking that money, man. So I, I've definitely crafted some ways in my experiences. Um, and being a college student and working in the financial aid industry, man, like, um, all we need is knowledge. We need tolle- We need knowledge and a specialized. We need a specialized knowledge and time set aside to really tackle this thing effectively, man. And that's what the book talks about. It's for any and everybody that's attempting to go back to college. So I'm excited for it.
0: Oh, that's that's lit, man. That's lit. All right. So... We're going to go ahead and talk about our main topic today. And yes, today we're going to be talking about fear. And I know for Jordan, man, this is a, <laughs> a topic that I know he can knock out of the park for sure. And just a little kind of behind this, we were going to talk about something else, but the Lord has really been, been kind of leading me in a way to kind of step out of what I know sometimes and kind of get out and do some research. And so for me, not even have he kind of put me in a situation where fear fear kind of came up and a lot of times people think about fear as just trembling and and not being able to move because you're scared of something but i also realized that that fear generally is just untrust right a lot of times we fear that god isn't we fear that god isn't going to show up in the time that we want him to not necessarily in his time we fear that you know I, it, it may happen, but we fear we don't. We fear that God's plan may not be enough sometimes, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of times that fear can be linked with disbelief or unbelief and just untrusting the person that made us. And I, I think about this verse, Second uh, Timothy one seven, and Second Timothy one seven says, "For the spirit of God gave for the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self discipline." Yeah. And I think about that verse in a way where it's like, when you I realize the people that usually aren't aren't scared. the two sides of that, you know what I'm saying? You got mm-hmm. the one side where it's like, bro, I have nothing else to lose, you know what I'm saying? So it's mm-hmm. like, look, I ain't got nothing else to lose, so I ain't got nothing else to fear. But then you have the people that are, I think differently. It's like, hey, I, I have a lot to lose, and I'm I'm not fearful of that because I put my trust in Jesus Christ. And mm-hmm. in that spirit, He gives me self-control, power, and love, and those are the things that if you think about it, you need those things to kind of defeat fear in that way. Um, and I just, that's, that's the preface for it and time to, to kick it all off, man. Jordan, if you could give a, a definition of <laughs> fear for you, like what is fear for you? Or what are some practical ways people can think about fear outside of just like, yo, I'm scared of the lion about to eat me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah,
1: man, that's really good. So it's funny you mentioned it. Cause I haven't done the presentation in a while. Um, but, I want to say it was 2017 going into 2018 um spirit of the lord kept me up literally all night i might have slept i might have slept for like an hour um and he just gave me this revelation of fear um obviously referring to the scripture um that you just mentioned right second timothy um and what it turned into was a keynote workshop if you will um for young adults for high school students, those who are emerging in life and transitioning and going to the next level. More specifically for those who understand that there is a purpose for their future, right? Like I always say, like what do you what do you see when your eyes when, when your eyes are closed? Like what is that thing that keeps you up at night? It fills the pages on your journal. The thing that wakes you up early in the morning, man. That's something that I believe that God is putting your heart. It's a vision, right? God is putting your heart to manifest here on the earth because it may not already be here before right but see then what happens once we recognize that thing once we recognize that vision that purpose that destiny for our lives um we know that there is an adversary or there's um in very very layman's terms right there is negative energy or things that are coming against those those good things that are supposed to happen right <clears throat>
0: mm-hmm. and what
1: sometimes happens is that um what settles in there inside of that vision are things that you didn't originally see, right? So I always say the beginning more than often starts with the end, right? So like you'll see yourself on stage, you'll see yourself uh, owning the business, you'll see yourself, uh, uh, whatever it is, you know, running the stock market, working on Wall Street, whatever it may be, you'll see yourself doing that. Um, and then you'll, you'll make the mistake of sharing that, um, that vision with somebody else who did not, number one, see the same thing, and or is not capable of seeing the caliber of things that you saw. Go with me. I'm going somewhere. So then, what happens is mm-hmm. when you when when you when you project um, your vision to someone else who only has sight and doesn't have vision, what they do is they begin to project their opinions, right? Their finite opinions on you, as if you didn't already just see something that came from heaven, like the vision that you got. It wasn't mm. it wasn't like from you. You know what I'm saying? If it were, if, it, if, you, if all humans were able to conceive such a thought or an idea, then all humans would do that. But because we can't, it, it, we're left to assume that it has to come from somewhere, a higher power, a higher being. And we believe that to be God, right? Um, yeah. So with that, right, once you share it with them, I'm getting back to my point. Once you share it with them, they share their opinions. And then what, what that really is disguised as is a seed of fear, Right. It's yeah. a seed of fear. Um, and we know that once seeds are planted, there's only one thing that can happen. Right. They can grow. They're going to grow. Now, how much they grow is solely determined um, w- to the place where it's solely determined on, on the place in which the seed is planted. Right. So if you if your foundation, how much is, you water it? Yo, exactly. And that's what and, and that's getting to the practical part. Right. When you if you make the mistake or when you begin to get to a point in your walk where you're sharing your vision with people um, because you are going to need people to advance your vision to an extent. Right. But some people aren't meant to help you advance it and they'll plant those seeds. If you water that thing, man, if you fester on that thing, if you allow it to stay in your mind, I'm telling you, it's going to produce something that's opposite to the vision that you saw. Um, I had to look it up again. Um, But in the presentation about death to fear, that's what it's called, I don't know if I mentioned it. I always say the definition and I say, it's an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous. It's likely to cause pain or a threat, right? So I I, I highlight these two words, emotion and belief, right? Emotion, something you feel, Mm -hmm. something you can see within your mind, something that typically um, you understand or learn from other people, right? What do you feel? So I always ask the question, well, what do you feel, right? And then, I, and then I highlight that second word, belief. What do you believe about what you feel, right? And most of the times, the fear that people give us is a lie. How do you know it's a lie? Because it mm. wasn't what you saw when you originally got the vision from God, man. So I just want to encourage people, yep. dog. Like, yo, fear sometimes may be real. F- fear may be sometimes attached to something that you've done in your past. It may be attached to to uh, um, an experience that you've had. It may be a seed that somebody else gave you, but because you've already saw what your identity is in the eyes of God, right? Because you've already saw the vision that that God is giving you. Number one, uh, you don't have to believe it. You don't have to believe what somebody else gave you about that fear, man. So, I just okay. want to encourage you guys, no. man. Like. You, you, you just don't believe it. I, I literally say, like, d- like, don't believe it. And, it and, and I say it, and I say it like sarcastically, um, but really it's gonna require some work. Like, you're gonna have to plant other seeds in opposite to that fear, right? Opposite to the fear that was given to you. You're gonna have to water that seed, you're gonna have to uh, strategically plant it so that it can get the proper sunlight. Um, you're going to have to put it, you're going to have to put it, listen, you're going to have to put it in a place of isolation so that the, the, uh, the, the seeds that are planted around it won't try to steal the nutrients from your seed, man. So listen, it's really, mm. it's, it's really important. It's really important that we don't take this thing lightly because every single vision, watch this, every single vision that we have is attached to somebody else's future. Like it's going to free you, but more Ooh. importantly, it's going to free somebody else. So it's important that we gotta, take, we, gotta, we gotta take this thing serious, man. Like, um, Spirit of the Lord really um, convicted me heavily um, this morning because, you know, we have the coronavirus epidemic going on, um, and I had, some, I had some more time to myself. Um, but then Spirit of the Lord reminded me, like, you, you really don't know how much time you have, and you don't, you don't have that much time to waste. Um, and I truly believe that this book that I'm finishing up, man, is going to, it's going to allow people to go to school without using their own money you know what i'm saying and this is not a promo this is not a promo for the book i'm just saying i'm just saying to make the point that everything that we are assigned to do every vision that we're given is attached to the destiny of somebody else and the livelihood of their future so it's a lot deeper than what we than what we um it to be at times man it's something serious and we got to buckle down on it
0: (laughs) whoo all right bro so uh (laughs) Alright bro, you just said you I'm said sorry. a mouth I'm sorry. A mouthful and a half, which is good. <laughs> and I and all of those things are needed, bro, because I, I will say this and I understand that same conviction because I have to remind myself on a regular basis when I do this podcast or whatever, and sometimes we get caught up. I gotta speak to this point. Sometimes we get caught up, so caught up in the, the likes and the accolades mm-hmm. and saying, yo, I'm not where I thought I should be. Mm-hmm. And oh, I don't know where I'm going. And that's something that you said in there. Basically, some people have sight and not vision, Yeah, right? Some people have sight for what you, you can do versus the vision of what you will do. Mm-hmm. And I think about that because we have that for ourselves, right? Yeah. We have that sight sometimes. We get the vision, we're like, okay, we get our vision. And the first thing we do is look and see what we can do practically then. And it's like, yo, I, I cannot see myself do be being where I am now getting to that point. Mm-hmm. And so we we even have to worry about that within ourselves at times. Absolutely. And I think the, the reason why our vision is so important a lot of times is we, we think that we can do our vision alone. And it's like, no, the point of your vision being outside of what you're able to see right now Absolutely. is so that way you can depend on someone that is stronger and And more reliable and dependable on you. Mm -hmm. And to your other point, it's about somebody's future is attached to your purpose. That's just how I I heard it. I know you didn't say it that way, but that's how I heard it. No, no, no. That's spot on. Somebody's future is, is depending upon your purpose. Whatever that may be, whether it's photography, speaking, podcast, or whatever... And when you think about it in that terms, I, it kind of takes you away from the likes because it's like, bruh, don't worry about the hundreds of millions of people that you're trying to reach. Yeah, you're trying to reach that one person. Yeah. And I think about it. I think I heard a story from a, a preacher and some most people don't know who D.L. Moody is, um, but we can use a, a real a real life. Just example. Let's just go with Mike Todd or or Billy Graham or somebody like that, you know, Mike mm-hmm. Todd or Bill Gaither or. Joel Osteen, right? Mm-hmm. The person that brought them to the Lord doesn't really get much credit, <laughs> right? That's but so you good. See, That's so good. But you see how how many people that person's affected. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's right. like, hey, by you leading this, by you doing the part that the Lord had you to do, mm-hmm. you're able to lead this person to the Lord, and then that person went on to do great things, right? Yeah. So you never know. What the Lord, uh, what the Lord's even in uh my Bible reading this morning, Second Samuel, it's like I think it was Second Samuel, I want to say three or something, two or three, where he's talking about David and David's like the Lord's telling David, hey you, your line will be established forever and ever, and it's like yo David, a, a regular ordinary person, which is where the bloodline of Jesus Christ is, and it's like yo, by him doing what he was supposed to and honoring God in that way, mm-hmm. it it you brought him. We still remember his name now to this day. And yeah. that's been a long, 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 long time ago. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I think that all ties back into that fear. And one of the things that you said that really, that really hit home was the sower. Right. And we can expound upon this because I feel like this is where we should go yeah. anyway. And even, even in fear, but it's this kind of turn from fear into sowing, right? I think i seen something from Craig Groeschel on IG the other day. He was like, faith and fear is based on your focus. Whatever you're going to focus on and remind me of that parable, I think it's in Matthew, don't quote me, it's in Matthew somewhere about the sower. 13. And he talks about, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he talks about it being on different soils and different grounds yeah right because you you got some situations where people will literally with a seed hit the ground and you tell somebody they'll be like nope you're not good enough there's no way you'll be able to do it mm -hmm. no way and in those environments you see people don't survive that crab in the bucket mentality Mm -hmm. right it's like no no you can't do this because i can't do this Mm -hmm. that's not gonna happen but then you have the, the other where it's like, yo, you got the thorns, it's like, okay, I can grow up a little bit, but I, I'm going to always be around people that are always going to be a thorn in my flesh, right? The people, yeah. even people and or things, right? Because let's be honest, most of the things that we deal with or, or, or talk to or talk about are thorns in our flesh, right? Drinking, smoking, sex before marriage, all of these things that are rampant in culture and are culturally okay, they... In the long run they they bring detriment yeah. to us i'm not saying that drinking is wrong i'm not saying that anything in excess and all that but what i'm saying is if those things are a bondage on your life and you can't break free of that bondage yeah you can't control that and you're a slave to that then those things are can stifle your growth and your purpose yeah because i for me in my situation i know the lord had to really work on me and he was like before you can go any further with this i gotta get these things out of you i gotta get you out of this bondage i'm not saying i'll never drink again right but it'll be different i know that for a fact ain't no more getting drunk like that's out the window yeah but in and i'm saying that to be fully transparent and to let people know i'm not like i'm not just saying like yeah you know what i'm saying i live the goody life but it's really more so you have to remember that seed that is planted and sown in you. God is going to do his part. Yes. But you have to make sure that you water it. You have to make sure that you are putting it in the right environment. Yes. I realize that who you marry, even for me, is mm-hmm. so important. And I know you understand this. I know I understand this now. It's like your purpose is so so much attached to that person that you're going to marry. And you realize that person you can marry can can literally kill your purpose. Mm-hmm. And or they can be the that can be the springboard for what God is doing in your life. They yeah. can add something, a certain genesis to your ministry, to your purpose that you could not have done by yourself. And I think even in that sower, in that seed, it's like in the good, in the best situation. He was eight, like, it's like 30, what, 30, 60 and 100 yeah. times. Mm-hmm. And so imagine just imagine being in a, a place of where the people around you are are cultivating you, where you're pouring into people and they're pouring into you. Mm -hmm. And I think that is is important because, and I'm gonna say this and I'm gonna be completely honest about it, that is a scary place to be in. Being in the place where everybody is in your corner and everybody is there for you, you have the right soil to cultivate it because what that means is that means you have no excuse but to grow.
1: (laughs) None, none
0: no excuse but to grow and and all back to fear that's where fear sets in when you have no excuse but to grow and you take out everything else you take out the environment you're by yourself god has you in a place where you can you know you can really work on you and at the end of the day you're stuck looking at yourself in the mirror and it's like all right cool what's standing between me and myself right now is fear failure yeah you know what i'm saying like who will i be able to actually do what the lord said i'll be able to do like what if i fail i'm human You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You have that that fear of being good enough, right? And who who am I to even be? Did like who who am I for God to give me this calling on my life? Doesn't He know what I've been through? Doesn't He know what I've done? Yeah. Who and then you have that that fear of, and I wouldn't even call this fear. It's really more so pride. Just that I don't I don't want to do it. Yeah. Like I that fear you. of <laughs> I. I I'm cool. I ain't going to do it, bro. Yeah. yeah. Right. I feel I'm that. good. Like the, I, feel that. I call it the fear, fear of, of, uh, it's a uh, Marion Williamson, right? She's our deepest fear is not that we're inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we're powerful beyond measure. Right. We're afraid of what we can be because we don't know how to control it or handle it. Cause the, the one thing I can say and learn about, I know about the Lord is when he does something, he does it exceedingly and abundantly in what, we can handle but a lot of people forget that he gives you the grace the strength the power absolutely the self-control in situations so that way you can handle it yeah and it's just be like oh okay oh wow <laughs> like oh where did this come from i don't mm-hmm. know but it's here now and it's here all of man. that all of all of that ties in bro you know yeah, what i'm man. saying and it's and and it's really crazy how When you really break it down and look at it, like I know your thing is death to fear. And when you really break down and look at it as a as even just as men, bro, I can speak to that point. And I don't even want to go into the black man part, but we can go there too. (laughs) looking in the mirror is one of the scariest things that you can do, because at that point, there is nobody else to blame. Oh, yeah. Nobody else to to put anything on. You're standing face to face with who you are. Oh, yeah. Who you really are and you of anybody knows who you really are and then when you start to deal with that and break it down yeah it sucks bro mm-hmm. it's hard it shows you who, it's tough it
1: shows you your true nature it shows you your yeah. your tendencies and your proclivities right and that's what makes it mm-hmm. that's what makes it scary right it's like um <clears throat> what is it i think it's david who writes who am i that you're mindful of me Because, you know, the Bible says that David was a man after God's own heart. Like David is somebody who was often glorified, but he had a lot, a lot of personal issues and proclivities that we would that we would um, demonize today, if you will. But many of us Mm -hmm. are exactly like how David was. And I think that the formula to to. eradicating this idea of identity right because that's where the battle is your identity and how you view yourself and how the world views you versus how god actually mm-hmm. views who you are right um it's important yep. that we engross ourselves our hearts our minds our spirits our bodies in the word the unadulterated infallible word of god it's definitely important right because if i can get you I to believe again. Bro, it's definitely important because if I can get you to believe a lie about yourself, then that's when you'll act as if you are actually a hoe. You actually say what I'm saying? Like you'll actually you'll actually begin to act like you are the borrower and not the lender. You'll be actually you'll actually begin to act like uh, uh, you are uh, in that downtrodden state, man. So it's important that we engross ourselves in the infallible word of God. Bible tells us that he's the author and the finisher. I love, love, love. Bro, I love Psalm 139 um, where it talks about how before a day, before one of my days ever became, David says, before I was conceived on this earth, God, in your book in heaven, you had written all of my days, every single one of my days you had already orchestrated, you've already authored before I even came to be. So that shows you the intentionality and the purpose and identity that God has given us even before our parents came together, even before uh, 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 you were conceived and taking your first breath on this earth, man, like God was intentional in how he created you, where he wanted you to be brought up in, what family, uh, the, the city in which you're, you're born in, uh, the college or university that you go to, all these things were intentionally planned by God. And that would warrant us to believe a different identity about what the enemy is saying to us, man. There's nobody who intentionally plans for the future of something while simultaneously planning for it to fail. Not with, not anybody Mm. with the, with the, with the type of intentionality, like how we recognize God. So we have to, we have to, I'm telling you, man, it's going to be the difference between um, uh, success and failure for some of our visions. If we cannot Mm. understand and fully engross the identity that, that Jesus has given us, man, I'm telling you, like. That's,
0: and that's real. Now, I would say this, bro. I think, to be honest, and just talking from my personal experience, that is such a freeing, a most like that's like a, such a freeing moment when you truly realize that in the midst of anything that you're going through, like let's not even let's take it outside of purpose and just be like real personal life. When you down, when you like when I when you messed up, when you're on the other end of receiving terrible news, when you're when somebody did you wrong. And you're down in that moment, and you're like, "Yo, what am I gonna do? What?" And then you're you're really struggling, like you said, the identity part with who you are. And as Christians, a lot of times we don't realize that we have that victory in Jesus. We already know how this story ends. Yeah, we know where we're gonna be, and a lot of times we get so caught up in, in down here. And I know I do too. I'm not saying that that's that's not a part of human life because it is, but it's a freeing moment when it's like, "Yo, this isn't forever." One and then two, is knowing that he called you and he has a purpose for your life. If you are still here and breathing, yeah, he has a purpose for your life. Absolutely. And I think you you had the Old Testament version, you know, where David was like, "Yeah, who am I to think of me?" and and talking about before before a time even began, before the world was even created, you know, you you had thought about me and that take it to Romans what eight twenty eight, you know, what I'm oh saying? yeah, oh yeah, talking real to eight twenty eight through thirty, really like you. For those who were called according to mm-hmm. His purpose, you know what I'm saying. And All it it goes into Woo. right. It's like yo, you you have been you have been called, and those who called he justified. And it and you realize that it's He wouldn't bring you to this place unless He could bring you through this place. Couldn't He couldn't, and or I, else He wouldn't be I, God. Exactly, and so many times we don't ever see how it is, and it goes back to sight and vision, and and it it everything. All, all of this, again, truly ties back into being in your word, being, being in God's word, right? Because I realize for myself personally that when I'm immersed and fully doused, drenched, dunked, or whatever, in the word of God, I realize that that fear, I have, I have those little nuggets that He drop in every day. Like, oh, okay, I, I see now. This is, I can use this in this way. I can use that in this way and that fear. And a lot of times, that's why Bible ver- learning Bible verses is important, to have it in those situations oh, where yeah. you need it it's ammo, instead bro. of having to go find it. Yeah. It, you you completely right. They got a 66 shooter on me, and I keep it on my pocket all the time. Yes, sir. You feel me? Yes. Sir. That's an old Baptist joke for <laughs> all the people that don't know. Um, there's 66 books in the Bible, just an FYI for all you guys that do not know. <laughs> But that's what happens when you're a preacher's kid and right. you got two preachers' kids on the podcast. Right. But right. but in, our, in yeah, in our honesty though, like like to keep it to keep it real even just to put it in into real simple layman's terms, and I'm gonna sum it up like this, and then I'm gonna ask you another question, Jordan. But first it's fear, fear deals with identity. Fear really is a, a seed planet to get you out of who you should be. Absolutely. And th- and then what happens is we water that seed, we play into that seed, we help that seed to grow, and then later on in life we like, okay, cool, I can get the Holy Spirit. But the demon that we've sowed and nurtured and cared for and protected for so long is strong. And now we're having to fight it, fight against the monster that we created in that way. And the good thing about it is the Holy Spirit will help us do that. And he has all the power and might and strength because he's already defeated death, hell in the grave and he's already won over sin. And then then lastly, in that, it's a it's about cultivating the right community around you. Secondly, but firstly, of that point is getting into the word of God that is so very vitally important. That relationship with God and getting into His word is so vitally important with anything, not just with fear. And it's hard to to trust someone that you don't know, and that's where mm. a lot of that fear comes in. It's like, yo, I'm I that's fear good. That's because good. I don't know him. And for me, it's like, yo, I you you see people that truly have that relationship with God, like you seem so peaceful. Yeah, you watch and pray, but you. Like you seem like you just you have a piece you're not you're concerned, but you're not necessarily worried. And it's because he's like, yo, because I, I know who my Lord and Savior is. I know what he can do for me. And sometimes it just comes down to reminding yourself what he's done. And the next question I got for you, bro, just if you could if you could give one or two nuggets for people that are dealing with fear. In whatever they got going on in life, what like what would you give them? Or I can I can phrase it like this: You're what what information about fear? What two nuggets about fear would you give to your twenty-one or twenty-two year old self? I'll say it like that.
1: Ooh, man. Um, I'll say that kind of like what I was mentioning before, right? And this is not my cap out answer. Yeah. I think that this is really the the crux of the matter, right? Um, I think that um. It's really what you believe about yourself it's, mm. it's really what you believe about yourself um, my toughest moments are when I'm struggling with my identity as a speaker when I'm struggling with my identity as a world-changer when I'm struggling with my identity as, as it pertains to my call to ministry um, when all of these things were established before I even came to be right
0: that's good and that's why (laughs) that's that's,
1: good bro that's why i was like i was floored i was floored when you just said it's hard to trust somebody you don't know right and it wasn't until i began to truly know who jesus was right like biblical jesus Mm. he's not just to be read about he's to be experienced right it wasn't until i yo bro i've had supernatural crazy experiences um with the holy ghost and biblical jesus like um way too way too much to go into you know in the short time that we (laughs) have here but like i feel it bro i'll tell you all right i'll I'll just give you one because this is like one of my most powerful testimonies right now i don't know who's listening or you know what they believe right as it pertains to you know your metaphysical orientation um but this is this happened to me in 2018, and I was going. I just gotten married, and um, I was going through a season in entrepreneurship in my business where it was like I saw the vision, right? I knew what I saw, um, but what mm-hmm. what I was seeing, right? What I was currently seeing just wasn't matching up. I went to a revival at my Ooh. at my um, my wife's former church, right? Who we're still very well connected yep. to. Um, it was just her spiritual father. Now he's mine as well, or one of my spiritual fathers, right? Um, and there was a prophet who came in town. I don't even think I shared this with you, though, but prophet came in town. And I know that people have their reservations about prophets coming in town. That's not the point of this story. Anyway, the point is <laughs> there is there is a um, spiritual gift in First Corinthians chapter 12. Um, yeah chapter 12 called word of knowledge, right word of knowledge and word of wisdom mm-hmm. and word of knowledge is um, Something that you know by way of the Holy Spirit, right? You don't know it with your natural mind You don't know it because nope. you know because you know it, you know it because the Holy Spirit tells you Alright, so the prophet is somebody who I don't know Right personally. I don't know I obviously saw him that church, but we never talked before so on and so forth, right? like jesus and the woman at the well and um jesus says hey you yep. have five husbands right prophet says who's rosalind i said um i stood up right i didn't say anything but like 10 other people stood up too it's a large church right?" he goes to all those other people except for me first and they're describing who Roslyn is to them he's like no it's not you no it's not you no it's not you right gets to me i said it's my mother he says oh it's you come here right tell me my mother's name tells me my father's name tells me about my business right Tells me all these things about myself to identify me right word of knowledge um, yep. as it pertains to the scripture is to identify um, You know that particular person Um in, in very very layman's terms anyway, so he did all of those things right and the truth is right if you're really really Skeptical you would say hey, well he could figure this out um, By finding me on Instagram, right in how which and which some people do right, but this is how I know This is how I know that it was the spirit mm-hmm. of the Lord Right. He went on to tell me after all of these things about me that were verifiably true, like my first and last name, (laughs) my parents names, um, my my call to ministry, the fact that I was a preacher's kid and I was called to take over the church. Right. Aside from all of those things. Right. The man told me about a prayer that I prayed to God three days before. Right. He told me where I was. Oh, yeah. He told me what I said. And hold up, though. This ain't even it. He told me where I was, what I said, and I didn't tell anybody about that prayer. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. And I didn't even open my mouth to pray. <gasps> like, it was an internal <laughs> That's thought. That's real, though. It was an internal thought, bruh. It was an internal thought, and God heard my thought, and he communicated that to his prophet. So, I say I say that to say, God is really, really really in this thing right and he cares so intimately about the things that 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 stress us out and the things that discourage us and the things that are coming against the identity that he gave us and that experience is something that i've been a conduit of for other people right um i'm not saying that i'm a prophet but i listen to god when he speaks most of the time right and i've been able to um be a conduit of that same experience for some people Um, only because I want people to experience the same God that heard my silent prayer, bro, when I was going through. So it's way bigger. Mm -hmm. It's way bigger. That's real. It's way, way, yo, it it floored me. I was floating for like two months, yo. Like I got home, (laughs) I got home that night and I just like, it just broke me. I'm like, yo, I didn't even open my mouth. And every time I've been praying since then, like every time when I get discouraged, I'm like, "Yo, God, I know you hear me. I know you hear me. I really know that you hear me, bro. You know what I'm saying? Okay, Davis. <laughs> bro, I, I, you know what I'm saying, bro. So I, I say Almost all of it. ain't it, bro, bro? I say all of that to say that God really is in this thing. He cares and He knows about the things that concern you. He knows about the things that make you worried, but He's still bigger, right? Um." And it's going to it's going to require you to now dig in like how God knows you for you to know God as well. Right. Um, So that you can move forward with this thing. And it's a continual process. That'll be the last thing that I'll say. Right. It's a continual process. Right. Like it's not going to just be a one time thing because you're not always going to feel like God is with you. You're not always going to feel God is not a feeling. Right. When I get words for people, sometimes it's in dreams, right? Like, I get words for people, and um, when I wake up, I feel it really strongly. But when I, when I look at it or when I think about it again hours later, I don't feel the same way. But that doesn't, that doesn't yeah. take away from um, the fact that God said it and that he's still there. So I just want to encourage mm-hmm. you guys, man, like, <laughs> yo know, God, God, God desires for you to experience him. The same way, or to, for you to know him in the same way that he knows you, man. Um, so yeah, you have you woo! have to you got to do the work and um and and filling in those gaps, and God will give you everything that you that everything that you need to continue on forward, bro.
0: That's crazy. That's that's good, bro. <laughs> that's that's really good, and I and I think of, that's that's so real. And to be honest, just even how how this happened to this point. Right, you got to think me and Jordan met in 2013, mm-hmm. January 2013, undergrad summit. Mm-hmm. And we was we was cool, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it's not like we was on that level. We was in two different states. It right. was like, "All right, you know what I'm saying? That's my dog. That's cool." Right. And then over time, God was like, "Okay, cool. Y'all on the same kind of path. Okay, whatever." And then now to this point, it's like, "Yo, he's he's a, he's a brother, not just the bros." Right. But he is he is a brother in that way to me. And to expound on something that you said, bruh, that for one of the things I dealt with and you spoke to it is it is understanding that just because you don't feel God there doesn't mean he's not working in your favor on your behalf. Oh, yeah. Because that that specific point is when you don't feel like it, when you don't feel like it's happening, when you don't feel like he's there. He's like, I will never leave you alone. Like, yeah, bro. I, I will always be here. I will always be there. And I think that is a that is really and I, I can I can definitely see that heart of David, to be honest, especially in you and in me, too, because it gets to that point where you have that intimate relationship with God, where you're able to to break down that barrier of fear, not saying that you don't respect God in that way, but I think it was with Psalms forty. That's like God, when I speak, you answer to me. Mm-hmm. Oh gracious and oh gracious God, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, yo, David must have lost his mind Straight talking up. to God like that. Straight, yeah. up. Straight up, <laughs> like who who did that? But when you have that intimate relationship with God, it's like, yo, God, you know my heart. But I am coming to you, knowing that I need an answer from you, knowing that I need this from you, but also knowing, God, I am giving you control in this situation. Uh, to to end all be all. If I can give myself any advice, 21, 22, one it would be to correct yourself now before you get corrected later (laughs) but two is is no for sure just no for sure and really start working on your relationship with jesus christ because the problem is the further and further and further that we get away from god and the more and more that we trust ourselves the more and more anxious we feel and not this for me personally i can say this. The more and more that I put trust in myself, the more and more Proverbs 3, 5 and 6, trust in the Lord your heart, lean out on your own understanding, and yeah. all that ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. So the more and more I lean on myself, the more I lean on my own understanding or my own wisdom or my own whatever, that's the more anxiety I feel. Yeah. That's the more fear yep. I feel. But when I truly put my faith in God, it's like, okay, God, there's no other way I can do this. Even if there is God, I'm i I'm gonna do my best to not try to control this and let you have it. Yeah. He gives grace and honors that, and it's like, hey, cool. So and then you start to see things happen. You and when you read your word, it's like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's what that is. I means. see how this goes, mm-hmm. and is it is we can go on this all day, but to to kind of wrap it wrap it all up. One of the things that I really got from this, and I really appreciate this, is. Fear is an attack on your identity. Oh, yeah. If you don't hear nothing else, fear is an attack on your identity. Fear is identifying with this world, with the devil, but strength and whatever the opposite of fear is, right? Which is strength, sound, mind, and love, Yeah. in my opinion, is... Is finding your identity in Jesus Christ not saying that you won't be scared not saying that you won't ever be anxious but it's knowing who to go to that go with what you have and take it to oh yeah so that way you're not doing it alone right and yo hey Jordan I really appreciate this now we go into our thankful segment bro you got to give me at least one thing that you thankful for especially with all this going on in the world which Something's always going on in your world, but what are you thankful for?
1: Man, I'm I'm most thankful for um, how um, God has revealed Himself to me in recent years. Since that experience that I shared with you, where the prophet came, um, my level of faith has increased like crazy, as you can imagine. Um, mm-hmm. Because I'm I'm a some I'm someone who's grown up in church, um, and I despised church until I was actually about twenty one, twenty two. Um, And that was because I hadn't had a real genuine encounter with with um, the God of the Bible Um, But yeah, Yeah, man, I'm I'm most thankful. I'm most thankful for how God has revealed himself to me more specifically just yesterday I was caught up. I had to catch myself because I was driving um, because I was just having an internal dialogue with the Holy Ghost and um, He was just explaining to me like the Saints are going to or the people of God are or not even just the people of God rather let me let me be clear are going to be saying, I survived it, right? I survived it, specifically talking about the coronavirus. Um, and I believe that word to be strongly, man. So I'm, I'm thankful for how God reveals himself in moments of crisis, um, in identity theft situations like this. Um, for life, health and strength. and I don't mean to sound too churchy. I'm I'm grateful for my for my lovely wife as well. Can't leave her out. One e the green nose, love <laughs> you You know what I mean? So I'm I'm just grateful for <laughs> I'm grateful for um <laughs> for God's blessing and most importantly for the future that is to come because it's so much greater than the days we've already experienced, man. The best is definitely yet to come.
0: Oh, that's real, man. That's real. And I, I can take in that man, hey, I'm thankful for my lady for sure, for yes, sure. Sir. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Sir gonna be uh we'll we'll drop that knowledge later. Yes sir. um but nah I ain't. Yeah <laughs> but I am I am truly thankful for you, bro. I say that and I know a lot of times it may sound cliche but I'm I am thankful that God has put you in my life. You've definitely brought on a lot of growth for me personally and not not ne- necessarily um as a measuring rod but more so as uh as a hand, as a as a confidant, as a person that I can have camaraderie with. Like I called you yesterday, you know, we talked about iron, you my iron bro. Iron sharpens iron in that way. And so I'm appreciative for that. And I know it's, you know, it's it's mutual, like we discussed, but I'm gonna go ahead and pray for the Grown Life family. And we, like, I'm really just thankful for the Grown Life family and the Grown Cast family. Cause y'all really are why I do this. And I know God is is not telling me to reach everybody in the world, but he's telling me to reach the people who be listening and the people that, that will listen so let's go ahead and pray dear heavenly father god i just thank you and i praise you for who you are god i thank you for jordan god i'm praying that you would give him the answers that he needs i praying that you would give him the the intimacy that the stronger intimacy that, that you would have him to have with you god and i'm praying that you would continue to to allow him to speak to the age range that he's looking to speak for god and allow him to be able to listen to your voice and hear your voice clearly and truly for what you have him to do i know it's difficult at times to decipher what what you have us to do versus what is us god so i pray that you continue to give him that clarity god i'm praying for the grown life family grown cast family as they're dealing with different things as as this epidemic is going around god we know that you are still god we know that you are still holy we know that you are everything and you are above all else god so we just thank you you have a reason and a purpose and a plan for all of this god and i'm just praying that you continue to give motivation, encouragement, and empowerment to those seeking your will, purpose, and clarity in your in their lives. God, all of these things I'm asking in your name, Jesus. Amen. amen. All right, yo. So, Jordan, before we get up out of here, bro, please, please give the people your socials, your your uh sweat, t-shirts, t-shirt, sweat sweatshirts, yes, all of that, bro. Speaking of, I'm gonna put my order in sometime next week. Don't worry about <laughs> my it. You man, know what I'm my man, my man, my man. You gotta give me one.
1: Appreciate it. So um on Instagram, my personal page is the letter J. The color green, so J Green Ellis, J Green Ellis Live, J Green Ellis Live. The letter J, the color green, E-L-L-I-S, live. Um, Facebook is just Jordan Ellis. And then what my dog just mentioned, I have a um, Christian inspirational clothing line called Unashamed Apparel, where we literally wear what we believe. Um, And that is that Jesus Christ is the Savior of the entire world, man. He's come to set the captives free. Um, And that's Unashamed underscore apparel and on facebook it's just unashamed apparel llc. Yee,
0: yee. Oh, you know I'm sorry. What I'm saying? got thing. over everything, my yeah, G.
1: Indeed. I'm sorry one more thing. And then my personal website, my speakers, right. my speaker site, my speaker site is my name. jordangreenellis.com.
0: Let them know. Yeah, Let them know, bro. Let them know. I'm I am so y'all don't understand, bro, like this is nothing but but I'm so happy for him, my dog, man. He yeah, doing man. big things out here and you can you just know that certain people got put in your life, and He has a special knowing on His life. And I know that He will He will do His part in the faith walk that He has with God. Because one thing that I know, me and Him are both working on is having a heart like David, to yeah. be honest. And that is that comes with ups and downs, but it it comes with a greater intimacy with God. So before I even get up out of here, I gotta say it one more time, man. Always, always, always remember what? That to live a grown life, you must what? Keep God first. Thank you. All, your life, all right, man. Yo, that drum was crazy, bro.
1: That drum was crazy. That drum was good. Here at the grown
0: yeah. life, keep, keep God first in all your life.